Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Your Relationship With podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Snow. I'm a business relationship strategist, and I want to invite you to join our next virtual speed networking event. These events are so much fun, even if you're someone who thinks that you hate networking. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, and I would love for you to join us. We are all about networking like bosses, not like weirdos, and we like to have fun while we do it. So definitely, if you want to get connected with some amazing women, uh, there are podcast hosts, there are women that are looking for speakers, there are um, amazing collaborations that come out of it. So we would love to have you join us at our next event. All right, let's dive into today's episode. You know those people that you follow on social media and you know that they're actually just real people, but in your mind, they're kind of celebrities and then they agree to be on your podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm interviewing a celebrity, even though they're actually just people. (laughs) Today's guest is that for me. Nikki Hammond is an amazing coach. I've been following her for years, and I just feel so aligned with her approach to doing business, especially in a world where a lot of coaches are gross, and a lot of sales tactics that coaches are using are also gross. (laughs) I won't dive onto that soapbox quite yet, um, but I am excited to introduce you to Nikki. She's a master certified coach, a former coach instructor, and a mindset coach in Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. She calls herself the coach's coach because she's passionate about helping other coaches deepen their coaching conversations so they can help their clients embody new thinking and facilitate their transformation. She helps coaches let go of the rules that don't feel in integrity with their values so they can feel confident coaching and doing business their own unique way. Amen, sister. Basically, she helps coaches build a coaching practice that they love. And today she's talking about your relationship with your coach. So if you have hired a coach in the past, if you've considered hiring a coach, if you have a lot of opinions about why you would never in a million years hire a coach, whether it's personal or professional, I hope you will listen to this episode because Nikki's got a very unique perspective on coaches and coaching that I think is very important for more and more people to hear. So without further ado, this is my interview with master coach Nikki Hamm discussing your relationship with your coach. Hello, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Melissa. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so excited to talk to you. I was going to say good afternoon, but I don't know. You're in Australia, right? Yes, it's 10 a.m. where I am. Okay, well, good morning to you (laughs) and good night to me. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking today about your relationship with your coach. And I know that you have a lot of experience with coaching, both as a coach and getting coached. So before we dive in, tell everybody just a little bit about you and your experience with coaching. Yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Nikki and I am the coach's coach. So I didn't start out as the coach's coach. Um, I, I specialize now working with coaches and helping them through the journey and helping them deepen their conversation that they have with their clients in order to facilitate transformation, in order for their clients to embody new beliefs and actually create change. But where I started out as a coach 
for months. I then worked with people in weight loss. And I, throughout the entire journey, I've had a coach in some form. You know, whether, whether that be a one-to-one coach, I've done group coaching programs and I love the one-to-one coaching relationship. And that's also what I offer. I offer a group and I offer one-to-one and I help coaches build their understanding of how to develop that relationship with humans who maybe don't even know them to lead to that place where they can build connection and build, um, understanding of what they offer so that they can develop a paid relationship. And then even within that paid relationship, as they're working one-to-one, how to develop the most optimal, you know, relationship that so that they can facilitate that change. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that. And it's such an yeah. important topic too, I think for coaching, because we learn so much in whatever capacity we get our training about how to actually coach once we've got the person there, but getting them there and also getting them to a space where they feel comfortable enough and safe enough to actually open up and share what's going on in their mind and their heart is a totally different thing that a lot of people aren't teaching. So I think that's amazing. Yes. So before we dive into talking about coaching, let's talk about what coaching is and what coaching isn't. Oh, this is a fascinating question. And we're going to have different answers is my guess, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, So for me, I think that there are a few main things that I do in coaching. And I know that traditionally coaching is about a kind of talking relationship and it's through conversation that we facilitate change. But the more I do this, the more I realize that it's holistic, that goes beyond the conversation because we're two humans and even us sitting here and halfway across the world, there's still energy between us. Mm -hmm. And then how can we separate ourselves? We talk about the mind, the conscious mind and our thoughts. How can we separate that from our conscious mind? How can we separate that from our body? And then beyond what however you describe that our intuition our inner voice our connection to spirituality or the universe so i actually think that coaching is a, a method or a way for us to have a relationship with another human being or a group of human beings that facilitates change and the things that i like to bring into that definition are we offer our clients self-knowing we offer our client empowerment, we offer our client new possibilities, and then we help integrate and actualize um, the things that come up and the, in order that our client can create what they desire. Yeah, I love that's that. mine. What about you? <laughs> that's actually, that's close to my definition. You said it much better than I could have said it. And it's interesting, you know, my answer I think has evolved over the years. There was a point where I had just finished my coach certification, I think the same school that you got at least one of your certifications at. And I was like, coaching is all about your thoughts and you got to change your thoughts. And I'm here to ask you questions to help you change your thoughts and figure out why your thoughts are causing this problem. And, you know, all the mindset stuff. And especially over the last year or year and a half, I've done a lot of work with emotions, a lot of work with subconscious, a lot of work with energy and really realizing that there's so much more to it than just our thoughts and our mindset. But I also think we want to be clear, like I talk to people all the time who say, I think I'm going to become a life coach because my friends always come to me for advice or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to ask my life coach what to do. And I personally think I loved what you said about 
helping people find their own power and helping people find their own answers. Because I don't ever want to create a situation with one of my clients where they think I'm the one who knows the best thing for their life or for their business, right? So I think there's a fine line sometimes between coaching and consulting, between helping someone find the best answer for them and telling them, here's what you should do. Do you agree? A hundred percent. And like, even when I teach coaches, because I have a, a, a program where I'm helping coaches improve their coaching and we do a lot of work around the definition and giving people the sovereignty to define coaching how they want to. As a coach, we get to do that. But also then helping people see that there are different roles that we take within the conversation. So exactly what you said, sometimes we turn up as a mentor and we use our past experience. Sometimes we have advice because we've, you know, if we're a business coach, maybe there is a strategy that we teach, but being aware of when we step in and out of those modes. So we do it really intentionally so that we're still creating as a coach. One of the beautiful things that we do is hold space Mm -hmm. and holding space intrinsically is when we don't judge and we don't push or coerce, we hand back our sovereignty to our client and so when we're able to like know that we're, we're doing that, like having the awareness of like we're giving that to a client. And let's be clear, not many people have that in their lives because in our society, we always want to have an answer. We always want to make people feel better and the people around us want to do the same for us because they love us. But, but, you know, it's a real special relationship when you have someone who just listens And I do actually believe that we validate our client's experience, even though I know that there's more than one truth because we're mindset coaches. So we know that we can help our clients seek different nuanced truths or totally different truths. Um, But just acknowledging, yeah, that we can still, we can do all of those things as a coach. Yeah. I read a coaching book. I think it was Coactive Coaching maybe. And he was talking about how a person can go to a light post every day for a year and tell that life post everything that's going on in their life, everything that they're thinking and feeling. And if they do that every day, they will be changed just from having a space to go and share those things. And I, I used to use that story a lot when I was first starting coaching, because I'm like, I don't have to be that great of a coach. I just have to be better than a light post. <laughs> I can I certainly do more than that. I do love that because it creates abundance. And when we're in a place of abundance and we're holding space for our clients, we're serving our client. Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think coaching is important? I think there's a lot of people now that we've kind of cleared up what coaching is. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about that, but I also think there's some misconceptions around who should have a coach and why it's important to have a coach. What are your thoughts on that? I think we can use coaches and that's why there are so many different specialties in many areas of our life. And so when we're trying to um, change, maybe grow or create a new uh, result internally or externally, then a coach is someone who's going to be outside of you, who is able to look at what's happening to you and be that mirror to show you what you can't see. Mm-hmm. A coach is someone who is going to believe in you and be a cheerleader for you when you don't have that belief in you. A coach is someone who's probably going to and hopefully be steps ahead of you so they can bring that experience and expertise so that they know which direction you're going in. Um, and often what you'll find is a really good coach is going to help you do things that you never even knew that you needed in order to get what you desire. And they can help you uncover the truth. So if you're in a relationship with someone who is, like you said before, that safe place to share your truth, 
you can figure out what you actually do want. And I think like just, you know, you know, it's kind of like what you want. That sounds so simple. And what we know as coaches is that hardly any of us really know what we want and it'll change, it'll move, but giving ourselves permission to do that deep investigation. Who am I? What do I desire? Like truly without the conditioning from society, without the opinions of the people that we know and love, we can do that in a space where it's just us being us. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I think you need a coach. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And I think there are so many different types of coaches. I mean, I've had business coaches, I've had life coaches, I've had relationship coaches, I've had sex coaches, like I've had all the coaches that there are. And I think that's something that is different and unique about coaching. Um, but when it comes to that, like as I'm listing this, I'm like, I can think of like a thousand people in each one of those categories. So how do you recommend people go about choosing a coach, especially if they're not a coach, if they're just a regular person, a business owner struggling with something or wanting some extra support with something? How do they choose out of everybody that's out there? I guess at first, you know, trusting their intuition to feel like that person has something that's of value to them already. So as coaches, that's what we do is we go out into the world and sometimes it can be kind of confronting, <laughs> like, you know, all of your people run businesses and we're like, okay, but we're sharing. We're sharing the value that we offer, like if you were to hire us. So who resonates? Getting clear on what you want and what you need I think is a really big piece as well so that so that you can go through the process of then interviewing. I personally think that you should have a one-to-one conversation with a coach, especially if you're going to pay them like a significant amount of money or a decent amount of money. Having a coach who you trust, like that that level of trust is there so that you feel that openness some, and you have that rapport and connection with and learning more, like having the space, I think, to learn more about who they are, what they offer, what is in the program, um, so you can see if it's a match. Because if you're clear on what you want, and then and then there's a little bit of like intuition about like does it does it has it for right. And I mean, if you've never had a coach before, go and interview a bunch of coaches. Like I personally think, if if people were coming to me and they genuinely were like, I'm not really sure, I would love that. I'm not thinking, don't waste my time. I'm thinking, come and talk to me and experience what coaching is like, like take it as a gift, but also like understand what the process is so you can get more out of it. One of the Mm -hmm. things that I teach my coaches who learn with me is like, we're teaching our clients what's happening in terms of like, oh, we're looking at the thoughts that you're thinking and um, like how powerful that is when we dig really deeper and shine a light on them so we can get power of that, so we can think something different. So when we tell our clients about that process, when you understand that process on a deeper level, you can show up and bring more to the relationship. It's a co-creation. So don't think that you're going to rely on someone to give you everything, but also don't think that you have to bring everything to the relationship. Together, you both come together and you co-create this beautiful relationship that can be so powerful, like tr- so transformative, right? Yeah, yeah. And you touched on something that I was going to ask you about anyway, but I think when I look back on the money that I've spent on coaching, whether it was a group program or a mastermind or a one-on-one coach or whatever it was, 
your advice to interview those people and don't be afraid to ask the questions that you want to ask. And don't be afraid of asking a quote unquote stupid question. Like, I think I made that mistake several times and got really sucked in by good marketing (laughs) and didn't really fully understand what I was going to get from the program. And then I was disappointed by it. So where I'm going with that is, What advice do you have for people who have hired a coach in the past and not had a good experience and now they feel reluctant to hire another coach? Oh, this is such an important conversation. And I feel like I'm there with you. Like we've both had this experience where maybe we didn't ask enough questions or maybe we feel really duped. And I think that if there's shame there, like work through the shame and as hard Mm -hmm. as that is to do it's like there's nothing shameful about the action that took place like the actions that you took in what happened but if there is shame what shame will do is want to want to make you hide from it and there is a learning experience in there but be gentle and be compassionate about revealing like the thoughts and feelings that have come up about that experience first because let's be honest it can feel like trauma Mm -hmm. like the whole industry is talking about trauma now and whether you believe in big t or little t if you use those terms like it could be either of those because like money does have an impact on us as well our investment in ourselves the distrust in ourselves to make that decision So there might be healing there. I know that I've gone through that process and I know that I help lots of coaches these days do that too, you know? And so, and then, and then learn from it. And that's why I say, do your due diligence. Like that's what we keep saying is like, don't be afraid. And if a coach is charging lots of money and they're not answering the questions, maybe that's a red flag. That's Mm -hmm. That's not the person for you. Right. If Mm -hmm. that's what you want, if you want someone who's responsive, if you want someone already like, yeah, just 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 be open to doing the research. I don't know what else, like, but but healing is a big part of it. And don't I think like I've I've been burned, like I really have. And I think don't throw all of this out, like the baby with the disability. Is that what you say? The baby with the bathwater. I can't mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's it's like, you know, just saying like, oh no, coaching's not for me. Like, okay, if you go and do that, that's fine. But Coaching's also really powerful. A lot of people know me as the ethical coach as well. And I'm so passionate about how we can use conversation plus all these other modalities to help you make your life better. And whether it's releasing suffering or creating more of what you desire in your life, creating more emotions that you desire in your life, like all of these things, like maybe give it a chance, give it a chance. And building your um, confidence might look like signing up for a small program, doing a lot of research and signing up for making a small investment and then growing that and growing that. I don't know. It's up to each individual to make their own call. Um, but I think, yeah, that that healing has to happen in some way. Yeah, I totally agree. And it is, it can be a traumatic experience, especially if it was a lot of money. And I think, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking about other professions where if we had a bad experience with someone who was supposed to fix our car. If we had a bad experience with a doctor, we wouldn't say, okay, that's it. I'm never going to a doctor ever again. Or like, okay, I'm never going to a mechanic ever again. I'm just going to let my car do what it's going to do because I had this one bad experience with this mechanic. I think, you know, that's, we were talking about this before we started recording the podcast. That's how you learn a lot of times, right? We make decisions, we make 
if you want to call them mistakes. And that's how we know next time to do it differently. And I think there's a lot of um, grace that we can show ourselves around that and a lot of empathy and understanding. I think for me, it felt like I was the only one in the world who had paid this money and didn't get what I thought I was going to get from it. And so I think this conversation is important too, for everyone to know that you're not the only one who's had that experience. And that doesn't mean, like you said, that you just never move forward with a coach again. Yeah. And also I wanted to say that just because someone's good at marketing doesn't necessarily mean they're a good coach. Amen. Let's just be honest. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. (laughs) So what are some things that people can do? We've touched on this a little bit already, actually, but what are some things that people can do to make sure that they get the most out of their coaching experience? I think that like being proactive, like being the person who's invested in the co-creation. So knowing that um, you've chosen well, like let's assume that you've chosen well and your your coach has your best interests at heart and they're going to bring everything that they see that you want and that you need within that program and within that container. And then you being proactive and actually coming and giving them feedback and participating in the relationship and being open, open to like curiously open to like, oh, what, what, what could be possible within that relationship? So um, I don't know if there's anything else. What can you think of anything? I mean, I think part of it, like you said, is being willing to give feedback. If it gets to, if you get to a space where you don't feel like you're getting what you need, or you're don't feel like you're getting what you thought you were going to get. And also just being willing to be open and honest to the extent of being able to say, this is what I'm struggling with. Or like if your coach says something that you find offensive or hurts your feelings or whatever, like those are the things that you want to bring up in this space that is safe because that's where the growth comes from. And it, it, in theory, your coach will not be upset with you for being upset, right? Yeah. Good point. And it also brings up the other point about honesty. And so the whole transformational experience is so much more elevated when you can tell the truth. So in truth in that context, but also truth in any context. And so there is like, if you just, if you know that your tendency is people pleasing or to kind of impress people, just notice that. And also be aware that we all have the good, the bad, the ugly thoughts, and that we're sharing the bad mind ugly thoughts that's where the work is because because sometimes when you're not new to coaching you kind of people don't talk about that in real life all the time I mean more people are like we've got the Brené Browns in the world you know and other people who are starting to like be honest about like their fears and their vulnerabilities um but that's who you can be in that session and when you give yourself permission to air all of that dirty laundry and knowing that the person who's sitting in front of you is not judging you and actually they're inviting you to do that so you can do that heavy work then you're going to get even more. That's like putting gasoline on the fire in terms of like um, uh, growth. But also knowing, I want to actually add this addendum because I'm like trauma informed now, is also knowing that like within the safety of what you feel like sharing. Mm -hmm. So there's also this level of like acknowledging and checking in with you, within your body and within your mind and your heart, like what is it that feels safe to share? 
And when you're able to um, do that in a way and have a so- and you're a good coach will create a soft place for you to land. A good coach will be there to support you, even outside the sessions. I think so. Whether for me, it's it looks like email. For some people, it might look vo- like Voxer. But I do believe that the relationship that we have with our coaches is a human relationship. Like we're two humans sitting in front of each other. So the more human I can make it, yes, it's also a business transaction, but we're also these two humans with a heart and, you know, an identity sitting in front of each other. So having that safety embedded in a coaching program gets my thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So Nikki, if anybody wants to connect with you, if they want to know more about what you do, or they just want to follow you and hear what you have to say, because you have so many good little nuggets. What's the best way for them to contact you? I love hanging out on Instagram and my handle is coachescoach.co. So that's C-O-A-C-H-S-C-O-A-C-H dot C-O. Um, come and hang out with me there. I also um, have a website, coachescoach.co. So come and have a look. If you are a coach, there's like freebies and stuff, like go check them out. And if you want to email me directly and send me a message, uh, just email me at Nikki, N-I-C-K-Y at coachescoach.co. And I'm happy to uh, answer questions, have a conversation. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I will put all of those links in the show notes so people can connect with you easily. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Relationship With podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. If you want more information about the Powerful Women Rising community or about our monthly virtual speed networking event, check out the link in the comments. We'll see you next time.